0: What's up? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse Room. My name Katie and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else that is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. everyone! Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Welcome back. I'm really excited to be here and I'm excited to share this interview this week with Molly from The Beet Jar. Beet Jar is an amazing juice shop in Ohio City. If you're from Cleveland, I'm sure you've been there. And I got to hear all about her story, but before we get into that, I wanted to read a review. This week's review is actually from Kat, who was a previous podcast guest just a couple weeks ago, and she was so sweet to leave a review, and she said, Katie is a sweetheart with a curious mind. It's so clear that she's passionate about telling stories and getting to know her guests. Keep going, Katie. You're doing great. Thank you so much, Kat. I am so happy that you left that review. It's really encouraging to hear things like that, and it also is helpful to hear feedback if you have anything constructive and helpful to say about the podcast i would love to hear it and writing nice reviews is one of the best ways to support the podcast it will help me get the podcast and all of these amazing inspiring stories of inspiring people into the ears that need them most so if you haven't already done so, please go to the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and write a review. Thank you so much. So last week I ventured out into the polar vortex of what felt like negative 35 degrees to hang out with Molly at the beach jar and for a little bit I was thinking about maybe rescheduling because it was so cold but I have no regrets I'm so glad I still ended up doing it and I'm so glad to share this conversation with you guys. Molly lit a candle and she gave me kombucha and it was just super cozy and I loved hanging out with her. She talked about how Beat Jar got started, um, how she started it with her boyfriend at the time, who is still the co-owner, and how they got through that. Um, She talks about grief and how self-care really helped her through that and is still helping her through that. And she talks about how what self-care means to her and that she really wants a new word for self-care. So if you have a new word for self-care, please let us know. But you can just really tell from the way Molly speaks about Beat Jar that she is truly, truly passionate about it. It's her home, it's her temple, it's her baby, it's her family, it's her creation. You can just really tell that everything she does with Beat Jar is done with true intention and it's really inspiring to watch. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Molly. For joining me, I'm excited to chat.
1: Oh, thank you for
0: having me. <laughs> yeah, so thank you also for the kombucha and allowing me to hang out in your shop. Of course, you're very welcome. I'm happy to have you here. Yeah, so let's start out. I always like starting with talking about what has been inspiring people, just because the podcast is called Muse Room, so Muse, source of inspiration, and. I just love to know what fuels people on their creative path and their entrepreneurial journey, and
1: just what keeps you moving and grooving. Awesome. Yeah, that's, I feel, a pretty wide question for me. There's so many things I feel that fuel me, um, especially, you know, right now, this time in my life. You know, Beach Art has been open for almost five years, and more recently, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. And I feel that my dad was one to always tell me, you know, you could do more, not in a doubtful way, but more of a loving way. Like, you can do this, you know, if this is your dream or your desire or your passion. Yeah, so supportive. He would be like, you know, go for it. So my dad died on August 6th of this past year. And I feel since he died, I just have this kind of superpower that he placed in me that just keeps me going on my journey of, you know juicing and health and wellness and self care and art. So yeah, I would pretty much say that I have like a cape on Mm -hmm. that my father gave to me. (laughs) Oh Yeah, just
0: like passed it down,
1: just passed it down. And I, I wear it with such pride. And you know, at times, it's pretty hard. I feel like I'm really in the thick of it in this grief journey right now. And yeah, I just imagine my father like placing this imaginary cape on me. And he just says, you can do this, you know, and one of his favorite things to say, um, you know, and this comes because he was a car salesman. And I'm sure some of you could get the reference. It, I feel like this dates me as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my dad's favorite things and life goes on. So I really just live by those words. It's my daily mantra. And yeah, I think that's what is fueling me.
0: Wow, that's that really and incredible. juice, yeah, all of the juice, yeah. So was that has that been? A, what has the journey been like to feel like you do have that superpower? Like I'm sure that didn't you didn't feel that right away.
1: Oh God, no. <laughs> I wish that I felt it right yeah. away. Um, I feel like grief is a timeless journey, and there's no time limit or time frame of when it starts and when it ends. It's kind of just an all-encompassing feeling. And I feel, you know, being in Beat Jar itself, you know, this is basically my home that my business partner, Joseph, and I have built from the ground up. He is one of my best friends. He also lost his father last year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our dads are just really rooting for us. Yeah. And we're just... We're, we're going through all the stop signs and red lights as fast as we can. Anything that tells us to go or any doubts, we're just really pushing forward and we have great things planned for Beach Ar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's really incredible that you have, that your business par- partner went through something similar and I must, that must help a lot.
1: Yeah, totally. It does help a lot, especially um, the support system that I have. My, my very close support system is my husband, Kyle my sister my brother-in-law my niece my mother and then um, you know I also consider my business partner Joseph his wife Katie and their mm-hmm. baby echo they're my they're my family mm-hmm. and when we're all in here together this is just a really really great feeling of superpowers I feel I feel like when it's we're all together of
0: superpowers
1: yeah I feel like BR is exploding right now in the greatest way possible and we're just... Holding on tight and yeah, we are not stopping. (laughs) What a
0: blessing. Totally.
1: So let's dial it back a
0: little bit. Yeah. You're from
1: I'm from Youngstown Youngstown? originally, yes.
0: So what was your childhood like?
1: My childhood was fun. I grew up with an older sister, five years older than I. And you know, my mom when I was young, she was diagnosed with cancer. Well, before I was born. And, you know, I grew up in cancer support groups with my mother. Wow. And then my grandmother passed away. So I kind of feel like I have this this grief belt on me mm-hmm. already yeah. of how to kind of deal with this. And, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother would send me with a lunch to school every single day that she made mm-hmm. of something healthy when... I was blessed for that. Every single day until I graduated high school, she made me lunch every morning, or my father. Mm-hmm. And you know, I grew up in a household where we were juicing cucumber, beets, and garlic when I was eight years old with and the champion was juicer. Kind of
0: um, a result of her going through cancer treatments. With-
1: um, well, I was a little too old. I surpassed. I, I mean, I was a little too old to witness the cancer treatments. But um, you know, my mom is fine now. Mm-hmm. I thank God for that. And I feel this kind of is a result of that because it kind of implanted in me before, you know, I feel like a lot of us realized what what wellness means and health, what the word health actually means. Um, so I feel like that is a, a huge part of this. And just the people that I've surrounded myself with, I feel are a lot of like-minded individuals when it comes to health, which is the opposite of death, which basically means how we live.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Were you... So you were pretty close with your mom growing up.
1: Yes, I was close with my mom and my daddy and my sister, mm-hmm. my parents, my best friends. Um, you know, losing my dad has definitely had a pretty crazy impact on my life. Mm-hmm. It has been beautiful and sad and heartbreaking all at the same time. Yeah. So
0: you grew up in Youngstown, and were you always thinking about entrepreneurship, or was... Was that not something that was really crossing your mind? In a way, I,
1: I definitely was. I went to school for spatial arts, and I have a minor in art history. And I think the whole time that I was in school, I kind of knew, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this, but I doubt that I'm going to be working for anybody. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. And then, you know, I, I graduated from Youngstown State University with a BFA. And after, shortly after that, I moved to Cleveland and i was just like you know i'm not sure what the next step is do i get my masters do i work for myself you know i had been vegan and
0: what made you want to be vegan
1: well what made me want to be vegan at first was for health reasons Mm -hmm. and then came um my love for animals and understanding more about what happens to animals when they're when they die (laughs) for human consumption which all just sounds weird. And I feel like I haven't said that in a very long time. And that is a real thing that happens. But um, so at first it was health reasons. And then it was animals. And then it was like, oh, damn, I actually feel really freaking great about myself, about life, that I'm not hurting or abusing anything around me. And I'm using all of my resources, such as plants that I can. And with that, you know, you kind of feel like superwoman. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that veganism is the answer for everything but it definitely helps me mm-hmm. and I feel great with it you know I try to not be not that there's anything wrong with this but a preachy vegan yeah I own a business mm-hmm. and I want everybody to feel welcome here whether whatever your diet is your lifestyle what your favorite food is when anybody comes through here anybody can find something that suits them
0: I do appreciate that because I feel like in any situation if you're being judged for not living a certain way then you're just that person will be less likely to even want to try to make changes
1: right totally I mean I feel like I've seen enough in my life and that I've gone through enough personally that there's just no time for judgment you can only be the change that you want to see in the world Mm -hmm. within yourself yeah so if you want to make an impact first it starts with you and second it starts with you keep keeping your journey. So Mm -hmm. I'm all about, that's where, you know, my whole, my whole thing with self-wellness comes in. It's what you do to yourself is going to help others. Yeah.
0: And setting that example.
1: Totally. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. So you became vegan when you moved to Cleveland or before that?
1: Um, Shortly after I moved to Cleveland, I had dabbled with being a vegetarian for years throughout Mm -hmm. middle school. And I tried being vegan in high school and of course comes that whole thing where you're just like the junk food vegan (laughs) and you
0: feel like pasta total
1: you don't feel good about yourself and you're just eating pasta and Oreos and you're like well what is this (laughs) and then it wasn't until um that I graduated college and I moved to Cleveland that I fully made the commitment and understood what I was doing and had you know did some research about how can I make this work what is best for myself and then you know I've never looked back since Mm -hmm. So you were living in Cleveland, you were full on veganing it up, so that's not
0: a word, um, and you weren't sure what you wanted to do with your life at that point, right? True, yes. So what
1: happened next? So then I was working in some cafes, and I decided this just really isn't what I signed up for. I had a back, I have a, you know, a degree in art, and I just knew at the time that I wanted to show this somehow, and it just so happened that... At the time, I was dating Joseph. He's Mm -hmm. my co-owner.
0: How did you meet him?
1: I met Joseph (laughs) through, oh my goodness, I met Joseph in Youngstown when I was still in college, actually, and I did move to Cleveland because of him, Mm -hmm. and you know, you're young, and you're in love, and now it is a blessing, Mm -hmm. and I moved here solely for him. I was working in a cafe. Joseph and I just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do something that we want to do. What is the, the purpose of life? And I feel like at the time we were heavily watching um, the Darjeeling <laughs> movie. And I feel, you know, that I, I hear that soundtrack in my head right now. And there's that scene with the train and they're, they're all on it. And I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm, I want to do more. Mm-hmm. So with that, we started at the Cleveland Flea. So my friend Stephanie actually was a huge um you know jumping point for us yeah and from there we started selling juice at the flea
0: and why did you want to do juice
1: we wanted to do juice because we were actually thirsty <laughs> you know we were at the flea um oh my gosh this is so long ago the second season i think wow. so and yeah the cleveland flea is great it's great mm-hmm. for cleveland it is way bigger now than Absolutely. it was when we were there. yeah So yeah, we were one of the few um, you know, food vendors at mm-hmm. the time. Us and I remember this was so long ago, you know, um Masons and um our friends love banana frita. And yeah, we were doing great things. We were actually thirsty. <laughs> we we made um I think our first juice was actually watermelon lemon and beet juice. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I remember our labels and our bottles but um we started doing that and we did two months of that and then we started making we started dehydrating kale chips at home and i remember on our table we just went there with uh juice and kale chips and we sold out within the hour and we were like well dang now what do we do and we had nothing left yeah so we did that a few times and then we were just like this could be something better Mm -hmm. i feel and joseph had left his job i had left mine and we're like let's do this full time um, you know, we relied on the flea for mm-hmm. a season and then we were like, Well, now it's off season. <laughs> what do so, we do? Yeah, how are you gonna make tomorrow? So we had moved to Ohio City and we were driving down the street. We saw this space for rent, we had no idea what was happening. There was at the time there were no plans for any renovations of the street or the storefront. We called the number for rent and the rest is history. Dang <laughs> So, this was kind of at the point where juicing was just starting to take off, right? In so, Cleveland, yeah, In yes. Cleveland, there
0: wasn't really anything.
1: Correct, yeah. So, um, my business partner, Joseph, and I, we were in a band, and we traveled a lot, and when we were already vegan at the time. Whenever we would travel, we would seek out cold-pressed juice bars, vegan eateries, mm-hmm. cute little apothecaries that we could go to, and, you know, all of this full circle was just that at the time Cleveland was completely lacking this yeah you
0: created something that you wanted to have
1: totally yeah we took um a a huge huge risk I remember when we signed our lease I was bawling my eyes out because I wasn't sure you know what happens next I just signed basically my life over so
0: how did before when you were doing it at the Cleveland Flea Still and you were kind of just starting to develop it, how did you learn about how to juice and what kinds of things went together and how to juice properly?
1: Right. Um, You know, I think it just came from research of my own taste buds and what I liked and... Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, What would work best for us, you know? We at beach are only serve things that we like Mm -hmm. if we don't like it we don't sell it we don't serve it we don't make it we are super transparent about that um you know nothing is (laughs) worse than when you go somewhere and you're like what's in this and they say let me ask somebody like Mm -hmm. everybody here we all practice this we all love this so yeah i feel like it's a it's a great great deal we have going on here yeah so you signed the lease and then what
0: happened you were totally new with brick you've never had a brick and mortar you were still new in business right what was that journey like
1: oh my goodness this journey is going to make me cry (laughs) um Um, I feel I just haven't uh talked about this in so long mm -hmm. I think of it every single day honestly but to actually talk about it is like oh my gosh brings back so many awesome memories that I wish I could go over again and at the time not that i didn't enjoy them but i didn't know where it would get me Mm -hmm. and i'm just so thankful and blessed where i am now uh so we signed a lease and we had no money (laughs) and that was really the the point where i was like oh my gosh what happens next are we insane i can't believe we did this Mm uh (laughs) we sold everything that we had and when i say we sold everything joseph actually sold his car so we could buy the coolers that we have we went to auctions constantly really shady auctions (laughs) that we would go to and we'd be like oh they're selling kitchen supplies and we would get there and it was not kitchen supplies (laughs) it was you know like restaurants closing unfortunately um supplies and really weird things Mm -hmm. so yeah it was it was a journey we sold everything that we had we made money. We did the flea in the meantime still a little bit to make money. Yeah. Uh, we, we really hustled. And when I say that, I mean we were eating beans and rice and making it stretch for five days at a time. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. So now you're like a fully developed, beautiful store. And so what, can you talk about just how that growth happened and
1: what it evolved? Yeah, the growth, you know, we started off, and I actually just saw a picture today we had, I think, two smoothies, three juices, <laughs> and um, a tiny bit of retail from a food section, like a apple cider vinegar, and I think organic barbecue chips. And I was just like, oh my goodness, how did that happen? And I wish I could pinpoint every single time we had a new growth. And it seems like now, you know, it seems like I don't have enough, like I want to have more in here and bring more. Um, you know, I think that we we grew because of demand as well mm. once we showed up here and we said this is what we do people came back you know the day that we opened i remember our first customer he was waiting at the door and i was just like oh my gosh we have no money we have signed a lease we have opened a place we really have no money now i think we had oh my goodness i think we had 300 dollars the day that we opened to both of our our names we wiped out our 401ks that we had. Joseph did oh, as well. Nice. When I say we had nothing, I mean we borrowed money from our parents. We got denied all in any loan that we applied for. So it was really, really scary. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the demand that we created just kind of fed us in a beautiful way. That kind and
0: of gave you the passion to just pushed past
1: that totally yes yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and you know if we really fast forward to actually today there's this whole thing that I've I've been doing you know since my dad passed away and he's kind of put that cape on me again and I'm just I'm not stopping you know Mm -hmm. I feel like nothing can stop me right now I want to do more and not in the sense of greed but just in the sense of helping people yeah Mm
0: -hmm. so what are there anything Any new things that you can share that you're excited that are going to be happening here?
1: I am going to share something crazy with you right now that I actually just confirmed like an hour ago, and by the time this airs, Mm -hmm. it will be announced for sure, Cool. but (laughs) I am going to host in here a very intimate and very tiny, cozy self-care and grief guidance workshop. Oh, wow so it'll be very tiny limited to 10 to 15 people i'm going to transform the fake the space um you know we're going to sit on the floor there's going to be candles we're going to talk about our grief journey and i am going to present how self-care has helped me with this whole thing mm-hmm. because it's really 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 hard to get through um and if i didn't have self-care i i feel like i would be drowning yeah
0: <laughs> So how has, how did your self-care journey really help? Was it a practice that you already had set in stone, so you were able to just utilize that, or has it just been developing since
1: that? I guess I could say that I've always been into self-care to an extent, and I feel like that self-care is such a huge entity of so many things. It is how you treat people, it's how you treat yourself, what you do to yourself internally, externally, what you put on your skin. it's an all-encompassing term I feel and Mm -hmm. it's always been there but I feel since my dad's death I just had to dive into something really fast (laughs) really hard and just kind of explode with it and with that um, you know I did some travels out west and I did a lot of meditation and yoga Mm -hmm. and I literally brought back some really cool things with me that you know I've tested, and I like the products, and with that, I have turned them over for BeechR to carry, so it's been a really, really cool development, and all of the companies that R carries, um, all of the self-care goods, I fully believe in the companies, I love the companies, and I have used them, you know, for a while, so I can, I can say that they're great companies, they're great products, and I know what they do and what they're about.
0: Mm-hmm cool so I definitely want to dig into self-care a little bit more but I want to dial it back to the business side of things for a second so yeah can you talk about maybe a time in your business maybe at any point in your business when you were starting whatever point it was where you kind of just had a rock bottom just because I feel like (laughs) it's so helpful for people to hear who are starting businesses and it's not always easy you know yeah totally I
1: mean I feel like I've hit rock bottom a few times here uh (laughs) the first was probably when um joseph and i my business partner that i opened this up with you know we broke up Mm -hmm. and i would have never imagined that happening you know living with the person being in a band opening a a brick and mortar opening your dream Mm -hmm. basically building a house you break up and you're still in that house together (laughs) and it's either going to work or it's not going to work that was rock bottom in between there a lot of people know that story and they're you know oh that's great it's beautiful well it was very hard to get where we're at now you know i am married now to my wonderful husband kyle how did you meet him i met kyle because he is one of the co-owners of the plum
0: oh i didn't know that yeah totally
1: Cool. (laughs) yeah he i met kyle one night because i went in i was hanging out with my friend and we went in there and I, I remember seeing him, and I was just like, Who is that human that I have never seen before? Is he married? <laughs> Will he date me? <laughs> and can I hang out with him? Yeah, I met him, and the rest is just history. Uh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm married, and Joseph is married as well to one of my best friends. Her name is Katie, and they have a beautiful, beautiful baby boy together. Mm-hmm. And You know, that was definitely all of that kind of made that rock bottom seem a lot easier, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, We're all family, basically. And yeah, so that was rock bottom. Another rock bottom was probably, you know, at a certain point, you know, owning, managing, working, running (laughs) a business is it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel, you know, Instagram pictures they seem so easy and carefree and pretty and that's great people like them but there's a lot that happens on the other side of that to present that stuff and you know we all know that life isn't always what it portrays on social media but it's it's hard i mean you know there's been a lot of changes here at BJR nothing crazy but you know i think a breakup of two two business owners is like wow is that place going to make it or is it not and maybe for a millisecond honestly i thought we're not going to make it
0: what gave you the confidence that you were going to get through it
1: the confidence that i was going to get through it was that joseph is such a kind soul and such a nice human that i never had a doubt that we wouldn't make it through this Mm -hmm. and you know with that he's my best friend Mm -hmm. you know and i obviously Uh, i i mean the day my father died my husband was sitting next to me and we closed one of the few days that we closed our business and joseph katie and echo came to the hospital and we all sat and held hands and hugged and stared at my dad and looked at my dad and shared memories and laughed and cried and those are those are people that will always be in your life mm-hmm.
0: like true family chosen family
1: yeah i mean yeah. true that friends i feel like is an understatement mm-hmm. for what we all have here you know yeah. it's it is truly family
0: that's so great yeah inspiring sorry i cried a no, little <laughs> it's
1: it's me it's
0: great to see vulnerability and i think
1: that yeah and then you know I I guess rock bottom really hasn't happened as many times you know I'm mm-hmm. I everybody has their days and their moods yeah. but I would probably say that the other rock bottom in my business was just when my dad was sick he was he got sick very quick it was a very short time span and I unfortunately I well fortunately I have a blessing here that I didn't work for almost three months because i was by my dad's side and that was just not being here and involved with what's happening really crushed me yeah
0: it's hard to probably was really hard to let go of your your creation it was it was super hard
1: but then i also feel blessed in the sense that um kyle my husband he fully stepped up he my husband works here with us Mm -hmm. And he has just been a godsend in my life, especially the timing of everything. And yeah, he stepped up here and took control with Joseph. So yeah, it was a, a mighty, mighty powerful force. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, what does go into running your business day to day? What keeps it together? Who are all
1: the oh important parts? There's so much that goes into this every day. <laughs> One, my staff is really freaking amazing. Everybody that works here, I I'm, I feel blessed mm-hmm. that, you know, there's trust, there's care, and everything with everybody here. Um, oh my gosh, what goes into this every day? Holy cow. <laughs> That's <laughs>
0: wow. kind of a loaded question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, either Joseph, Kyle, and or myself, or all three of us sometimes, we're pretty much always, one of us is always here. And then we have Kate and Valerie and Mike that are here oh my gosh, the staff here, we're just all great together, I feel Mm -hmm. you know, we pick up produce um, we order our dry goods we juice every single day we make fresh food every single day we're doing prep, we have catering orders um, we have the apothecary section now that's kind of expanding in the front it's just, there's so much greatness here there's so much that happens I mean, I would be foolish to say that I could run this place by myself Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's such a small space, but it's so big and mighty and yeah. its own that you know, it, it's it's crazy on Saturdays and Sundays. Sometimes there's a line to the door and mm-hmm. people waiting outside, and it's just like, how in the world does this happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's, I don't know, I just, I'm so grateful for every single soul that has ever walked through this door. I know people are like, oh, I'm grateful for all of you, and you know. I believe everybody, and everybody is compassionate about their business, but I could just fall to my knees and cry, because I am so thankful. It's really
0: inspiring. So what would you say to someone else who is trying
1: to start a business? Wow, what would I say to somebody that's trying to start a business? Hmm. I would say hustle. Like, open your doors. Do anything you can to (laughs) open. If you really want this, and it's your passion, there's really nothing that can stop you. Mm I mean I have no um sorry <laughs> I just lost so we're doing this in the beach art window and people are walking by <laughs> waving and I, I, I feel like I can't talk and wave at the same right. time right now I'm really good at multitasking <laughs> but for right now I'm like oh my goodness my my brain is just so focused Yeah, this.
0: totally understand <laughs> yeah especially when you probably know so many people in the neighborhood yeah it's really cool <laughs>
1: this is a total community in itself But, um, yeah, if you want to start your own business, don't be doubtful. There were a few times that I was doubtful. Foolish to have been doubtful now because if you really want something and you are going to make it work, you have to strive for that. I mean, we open at 7 a.m. during the week. We have never opened at 7.05. You know, we are here until 6 o'clock. We have never closed at 5.55. There's an exception of a few days. My wedding, um, my father's funeral, Christmas we're open on New Year's Day. I mean Thanksgiving we we're closed, but just yeah, the hustle is it's a real it's a real real thing and you can make anything you want work. And life is so short that why not take a chance? Yeah,
0: and just get go through the hustle cuz
1: you're going to yeah. come out on top if you really yeah. want this. I mean, if you really want it, I truly believe that you can make anything work. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember I was gonna ask you a follow-up question earlier. What so what does your day-to-day look like as
1: a business owner? What does my day-to-day look like? Um, well, I wake up at like 5 30 in the morning and I come here and I start juicing very early. I like to dust, even though there's really no dust, I just like I'm a very clean person. (laughs) Any corner in here, everything is wiped down constantly. And then my husband or Joseph will show up, or Mike, with produce. And then we start food prep. And then, um, you know, during the week, I also do our dry stock and our apothecary restock. So I'm ordering constantly. I'm doing emails. I'm testing out, you know, different products at home all the time to see if I like stuff. And honestly, if I don't like it, I'm pretty truthful and I don't... (laughs) I don't go bored with it um I am making new recipes at home and yeah it's there's a lot to do here and that's just me we always have you know two or three or four people working so yeah. everybody has like their own thing that they're doing so we can open these doors each day and have a lot to offer you um when I go home I am still doing product research and developing recipes at home thankfully I live right across the street (laughs) so it's pretty cool I I come and go here very Mm -hmm. often throughout the day I just pop in and sometimes I come here to make my dinner too yeah (laughs) just a nice smoothie um yeah yeah, it's it's pretty awesome and I feel now that we're fortunate enough to be able to you know have a full-time staff and employ people that I can get some time off and do some studies and I feel like I'm always kind of you know researching um, you know, what, what wellness means to me, and, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty packed in that sense, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, at home, I guess, I am cooking a lot, and I have a guinea pig that oh, is really? seven years old! What's its name? Boy her girl. name, her name is Trisket and she's oh, a girl. That's so cute. And, yeah, that's, it's really old for a guinea pig, <laughs> and I'm very fortunate to have that, that little creature in my life. Oh, she's, awesome. She's seen a lot. She's been through a lot with me, yeah. and um, yeah, I I meditate and I I do yoga and I take baths and yeah. yeah, it's my routine for the day and I'm I'm thankful for each day. Yeah, and it really just seems that beach jar is just on your mind 24 seven. Beach jar is on my mind 24 yeah. seven. I mean, to the point where like I know that I've annoyed my business partner <laughs> texting texting ideas at like three in the morning about beach hour, we should do this or check this out what do you think of this or hey i love this product do you think we should carry this and yeah it's it's really always on my mind i mean i love what i do mm-hmm. i i can't imagine doing anything else yeah i i truly love this place <laughs> yeah your passion for it is truly inspiring thank you and so it makes much me excited for
0: Whatever business I end up starting. Yeah, so. totally. It's
1: it's a great feeling to, you know, to be in control mm-hmm. of what you want to be doing. Yeah, and, and in your own life. Exactly, and you know, I'm I'm fortunate that it's it's worked, and it's uh it's a great feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, let's transition to
0: into juicing. I would love just to hear all of your thoughts on juicing.
1: And I love juicing. The benefits
0: <laughs> of it and how people can incorporate it into their lives right and all the good stuff tell us everything
1: yeah so i initially started beach are strictly you know as a juice bar we had cold press juice and when we first opened we had a manual cold pressed juicer which is so nuts to think about it was a juice a, ju- a juicer with um a plate on it for the hydraulics and we had to pump it with our arms mm-hmm. and to do about one bottle of juice took about 6 minutes. Oh my god. One bottle. So if you think about one bottle, we usually in our cooler we're fully stocked on our cooler. So we would be here when we first opened from about 5 in the morning until midnight or later. And it was only Joseph and I for the first few months. It was intense. I remember this <laughs> very significant memory of my father saying, "Oh my goodness, your your arms and your neck. What is what is going on over there?" I was gonna say you probably <laughs> built so much muscle, <laughs> right? And you know we had to do that because of our, our financial um, our financial situation at the time. And then we upgraded to a Norwalk juicer, which is a great cold press juicer. I suggest that for home use if you are looking for a, cold, a true cold press juicer. Uh, we did that for a while. Then we had two more walk juicers. And we're like, dang, we're really making it. And then we're like, wow, we're outgrowing these. What is next? And then we moved on to the good nature, which is the heaven's end of cold press juicers. <laughs>
0: really? Why is it so amazing?
1: Well, the hydraulic system in it is pretty awesome. You press a button and, well, first we grind up, you know, all, all of our our vegetables and our fruit and our pulps. And then we put ours actually in a, this is one of my favorite things about this place. I know this sounds so nerdy and I, I'm like nerding out on juice right now, but, um, (laughs) we have compostable bags for our juicer. So our pulp goes into a compostable bag and we juice it, we press it once. So you press a button and that little puppy just, (laughs) the juice comes out and then we take that bag and we compost it. And you know, with our other juicers, you know, they're reusable bags, and you we have to you know wash them very thoroughly between every single batch of juice, every single vegetable. And now we just compost it, which is great. And yeah, we use uh, Rust Belt Riders for our compost, which I'm so grateful that there's a composting yeah. company in Cleveland. Because I need to
0: find more out about them because I was actually just listening to a podcast
1: about composting. Oh, today. nice!
0: I live in an apartment and it's yeah. super tiny, so I can't like compost in my backyard totally but, yes
1: yeah. yeah check them out they're really really awesome guys mm. um fully support everything they do and they're so helpful to us mm. cool. so yeah that's that's our juicing situation now we use a good nature and it is so awesome our juice is wonderful we only use organic produce we use um local from ohio city farms in the summer and fall when we can We use glass bottles now because I wish we used glass bottles before, but it just wasn't financially right for us and everybody understood that. So we made the leap to glass bottles now.
0: Do you have a return system?
1: We do have a return system. I'm very excited about this and people bring bottles back, which is so rad because I wasn't sure if that would happen or not. So uh, you bring the bottle back just, you know, rinsed clean with a white cap. We still clean and sanitize it anyway, but it's it's much different when you open a bottle that's been sitting in somebody's oh, I car for about three weeks so yeah exactly so yeah just rinse and or clean please and then yeah you get a 50 cent um credit for each bottle so you know if you brought in um 18 bottles you, you get a free juice <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's pretty awesome the the evolution of what we've done is yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's kind of mind-boggling right now, and I'm losing my train of thought That's just okay. thinking of it.
0: Yeah. So what about for people who want to juice a little bit more at home? Yeah. Obviously, they should always come to Beet Jar, but...
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> so juicing at home. That's a, a great question. This is probably actually one of my most asked questions mm-hmm. on, on social media. Uh, here's my... And this is just my opinion, and this is what I think of this whole thing. If you were going to juice at home, any juicer will do. And this is another thing that I have a little uh, thing about. So there's a lot of companies that sell cold press juicers, and they're like two hundred, three hundred dollars. They're not real. <laughs> really, a cold press juicer actually has a hydraulic system that pushes together two plates together, and juice extracts from that. And you're left with a paper like um, think of, think of like. 20 pieces, not even 20 actually, think of 10 pieces of construction paper and dip it in water mm-hmm. and dry it out, and that's what the pulp is like from our juicer. Super dry. Um, so, with this method of cold pressing, that's, you know, when you are paying for cold pressed juice, you are paying for that because one, of the machine, two, how it's done, and three, because the enzymes and nutrients are st- still all intact. Mm-hmm. And that can last three to five days. There's also another process that I'm against. It's called HPP. It just extends the shelf life. Okay. Um, you know, if you're if you're paying nine dollars, anywhere from nine to twelve dollars for a bottle of juice, I don't. I personally don't want something that's been sitting on a shelf for a month. Yeah. Uh, I want that three to five day mark, and that's what we strive for mm-hmm. here, and that's why we do this. So. To the original question, I guess. So I go on rants about that because I'm such a nerd about juicing, I guess. And I love it. I never thought that I would be I was saying hoping, that. Yeah, we would get into the nitty. <laughs> so when you are juicing at home, no matter what juicer you're going to get at home, like you're not going to pay, you know, twelve thousand dollars for a home juicer. If you are, then, then open that, a juice. Then <laughs> open a juice shop. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So it's just there's there's juicers out there you, know, you can get a cheap one for 10 bucks you can get moderate price for 100 you can get a really good one for five but no matter what you should drink that juice right away because those enzymes and the nutrients are not going to be intact ever after you know 24 hours such as cold pressed wood so no matter what juicer you're using at home i truly believe that you should just drink it right away mm-hmm. now people will say "Well, is that is, are you saying that that juicing at home isn't good? That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, I am totally all for that documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. And this guy is juicing out of the back of his car. Um, you know, any nutrients that you can get from juicing are going to be great. Mm-hmm. So when you juice from home, just drink it right away. You know, some people say, oh, I juice at home and I leave in the fridge for a week. And I'm like, oh my God, cold pressed juice isn't even good for that right. long. So you kind of just want to, juice and then drink Mm -hmm. and then you know i used to do this at home before i opened here and i had a juicer that was just sitting on my countertop i would juice a few times a day and after every single time i would juice i would just you know rinse everything with hot water and clean and sanitize it and start over Mm -hmm. i know it's a lot of work but you know any any means that you can get to juicing i i believe that you should so yeah
0: so can you kind of dig into why it's so important that the enzymes and what you were saying are right intact
1: yes so when you are eating like a fruit salad so this is going to go with the HPP method real quick Mm -hmm. and this alters some will say it does some will say it doesn't um so you're obviously doing a different process to it than if i'm putting my juice on a shelf and it lasts for three to four days uh And then there's a juice next to me that lasts for three weeks you've altered that in some way for that to last for two to three weeks Mm -hmm. sometimes a month you know also you know super pasteurized products i'm not going to name any names obviously we all know juices that you can buy in the supermarket um you can buy them for two three months after and it's like oh my goodness
0: yeah
1: one why would you want to do that that's just my opinion you know and this comes from me like nerding out on juicing and this this is my life, this is my passion, so it means something to me. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will agree with me, but it's important for those enzymes and nutrients to be intact because you want the full benefit of what you're juicing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're, you know, I believe that also you should only use organic produce because of the pesticides and, you know, fuck the whole Monsanto thing. And sorry, my language, you're fine. <laughs> But, um, you know, our, we're in a time and a place where I feel like we have all of the resources and knowledge to put only the best things in our body. Mm-hmm. You know, your body is a temple. We should treat it like this. And with that, I I don't know. I just I don't want to put junk into my body. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And by you doing that, you're using your dollars to vote for change in a way. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Setting an example. So
1: yeah, completely. That makes an impact. Yes. It, it, yeah. It totally does. And little you know, by little.
0: every every bottle
1: of juice that comes through here was made, you know, with a, a purposeful you know doing and we all we have an intention i know this sounds really crazy and dirty and like i'm going on like a hippie rant here but it's so true like Mm -hmm. every single thing that we put out here especially the juice and the food you know everything has an intention of of well-being and a purposeful journey for you
0: Mm -hmm. and the planet yeah yeah totally yeah, so how about when if people are just starting to juice at home, what would be like a good starter juice for
1: them? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the person to ask her. Oddly enough because I like my juice dark green with a lot of greens. So, typically, you know, I'm I'm a huge proponent for green juice because yeah. greens alkalize the body. When you have an alkaline environment, it's hard for disease to grow and disease um and you know, these are these are are things solely based on my opinion and my research and knowledge and people that I've been close with that I've not exp- this sounds weird to say experimented on. But um, yeah you, know, you you try different things, you're like try to see how this makes you feel and the outcome is always great. But if you were juicing at home I would say definitely green juice cucumber celery tons of parsley tons of kale spinach um cilantro is also good Mm -hmm. and then if you want to make that juice sweet which is you know a pretty popular thing because it can be bitter and i guess since i've been juicing since i was like seven i could pretty much drink like mud yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think it's great but um yeah i would always go for green juice a great a great base is cucumber apple celery Mm -hmm. and then you just build your greens in from there
0: cool that's helpful for sure okay let's get into self-care we were talking about that a little bit yeah it's such a buzzword now
1: and And you know what i it is a buzzword and i usually like to go against the grain Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i have been i've been trying to trample my brain lately for a new word for self-care me too actually i feel like it's 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 a great thing and it's a great message for yourself and others but it's just like now self-care i feel has been this whole thing of like I don't know it's just it's too much i feel it's too much and i think we need a new word (laughs) yeah i agree i mean it
0: it is such like a catchy word but it's become something where you have to spend a lot of money and
1: yeah yeah totally and i think you know okay so let's go on that that route for a second self-care does not mean it has to be expensive Mm -hmm. by any means i mean you can do self-care in so many different practices you could self-care could be you saying something nice to somebody every single day Mm, you writing a note for somebody and then it makes you in turn you know you feel good about that that you're trying to give somebody a good message and it's not just like oh you're doing this so you should feel good about yourself no fuck that that's not what i'm saying i am saying that if something truly makes you feel good in your heart in your being in your journey with your intention that is self-care and that is you know such a full chunky loaded word and i feel with what i'm doing here at beach Ar, i'm just trying to bring a tiny bit more self-care into people's journeys yeah
0: and what is a way that you think you've made that more accessible for
1: people i feel like i've made it a little more accessible for people because i try to sometimes you know carry things that you can't get around here mm-hmm i love local products i'm all for small businesses local companies i support them but i come i to be honest i like um sometimes to carry things that are just hard to find Mm -hmm. you know or that you might not know about or they're from a different state or city so yeah it's um it's sorry there's (laughs) i lose my train of thought when people walk by and wait (laughs) In the past few weeks, I've started doing Instagram videos, which I believe is how we may have connected. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay, so um, I started doing Instagram videos, and I'll recycle this all the way back to the beginning of this um, this episode, I guess. So my father was a go-getter. You can do anything. Put your heart into it. And I feel like this whole self-care thing was kind of something that I was keeping to myself. Mm -hmm. I would talk about with my friends, and then I was like, you know what? I have this huge audience of people that yeah. kind of want to listen to me, and that I also want to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, my the customers and the people that come through BTR—they're not like they're not customers to me; they're friends. You know. On a side note, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> even though you wake up at five, <laughs> even though I wake up at five thirty, sometimes I'm not too talkative in the morning. Yeah. My, you know, my people usually know that. <laughs> okay, so my father was a go-getter. And, you know, with his passing, I really dealt, like went headfirst into the whole self-care thing for myself, with myself, because of my father. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned from some mistakes that he had made with health in his journey of life. And I was like, okay, I'm just really going to hit this hard and go for this. Um, so I started talking about self-care things that I was doing on the business page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And the feedback which is just so phenomenal. I would lay in my bed at night after I would post a video and I would just go through all the messages that people sent. Like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Or that's great. Or what do you think of this? Or what do you do with that product? Or like, give. and then people would give, you know, me recommendations. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is a true sense of community, I feel, <laughs> that is is within this. And like the Beach followers. So I was like, I'm going to keep going with this. I kept going a few more weeks and then a few more weeks and then I started carrying some other cool stuff that I had already used at home, you know, such as, you know, sun potion and I brought in um, some different Cocoa Kind products that I I thought initially people wouldn't care about. And then I was like, they do. They want to hear this. They like this. This is awesome. So with that, um, I feel that I've just... It just kind of exploded in a way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so what are your, some of your favorite self-care products?
1: Okay. So, Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. So also, self-care does not have to be expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. This does not... You know, people ask me all the time, what's the best thing that I can use for my hands? My hands are dry. My feet are dry. My legs are dry. Honestly and there are so many memes out there about this but slap that coconut <laughs> oil yes, all over all your like body i
0: use that for all moisturizing it surfaces. is it's it great. is great
1: <laughs> it really is great you can put it in your hair on your body all over your entire body multi-use for the household <laughs> like you can get a tub of organic coconut oil at costco you know what i mean you could get a tub of organic coconut oil anywhere mm-hmm. you know we have like a five-gallon tub that we go through almost every week here at Beach R for food and you know multi-purpose things around here, and it's just coconut oil is honestly one of the greatest things. You just put on your hands, put a little mitten on, sleep with it. Put it on your uh, <laughs> your toes, put some socks on, and sleep with them, and you have soft skin. And you know when I the, the self-care that I'm talking about right now there it's twofold there's a, a a self-care journey that i've been on with grief and a mental self-care journey as well as you know the one with beach jar that i'm talking about more and it's more easily accessible and it's not as hard to talk about this right. side of self-care um and you know that's kind of external in a way and you know taking care of your skin and you feel i feel better when i care of my skin and i like to enhance what i have in the sense of okay so let's see um i have a rash on my arm what's causing this rash and how can i fix it rather than going to a doctor and getting something covered up with a cream or an ointment it's like um okay so i'm developing uh it seems like rosacea on my face what am i eating wrong that's Mm self-care what can i put on this that's self care. also calming the fuck down is self-care and this is something that I have realized only recently in my life
0: <laughs> and how do you do that how do I
1: meditation yeah. hot yoga um shutting my mouth <laughs> once in a while <laughs> because I can go on rants for days I feel um so yeah uh sorry oh. people are <laughs> to get some juice people think we're open and it's um yeah it's eight o'clock at night we're not open (laughs) I wish maybe that's in the future too who knows these are cool things to come this year but um yeah meditation and just being more intentional with how you're carrying yourself and you know recently I've I've realized this a lot with some things that have happened in my life and relationships that I carry is just being more mindful of what you say and um my friend amber actually i was talking today that owns the cleveland tea revival and she was saying you know when you know, and her and i relate pretty well on some topics and it was just like when somebody is talking that maybe necessarily you you think you know the answer you don't want to listen just take time to actually mm-hmm. listen yeah and while you're listening like use that as your meditation practice to just be like i'm taking this all oh, in so true. i'm listening to this and she only told me this today. <laughs> it's already made, um, you know, a huge difference just as far as, like, you know, seeing things or listening to something online mm-hmm. or watching something. You're just like, I'm going to take the time to listen to this. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of, yeah, you center yourself. You ground yourself. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's a, it's a calming experience. That almost makes
0: meditation a little bit more accessible, too, because sometimes yeah. it can be hard for people to just sit on a meditation pillow and sit there for 20 minutes totally Totally. it's hard for people to sit still or even just walking yeah meditation completely
1: you know it's it's all about what you're thinking inside Mm -hmm. too i feel and what you're carrying within yourself you know Mm -hmm. i and this also comes out you know this brings out the juice nerd inside of me but when i'm cutting vegetables and i am actually pressing juice and i see you know it go from a vegetable in my hand to a juice in the bottle, that whole process for me is complete meditation.
0: Mm,
1: You know? I'm just thinking the whole time and I have this really cool thing I do when I meditate. So if I'm standing or walking, like you said, or sitting or talking to somebody, sometimes I just envision, you know, my the top of my head just being massaged in on inside of my body. I know this sounds crazy, but this really works. So I'm standing or I'm talking to somebody, I'm juicing. I'm watching something, uh, waiting in line. I'm standing there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, this is my time to just take in for me right now or to listen and observe. So I imagine somebody inside of my head massaging the top of my head and I just work my way all the way down to my toes. And in that practice, I feel like I'm so mindful and conscious Mm -hmm. of what's going on and it really centers me and it grounds me. And there's other things that I do, you know, like incense and essential oil and tea and... Yeah. It's... it's Self-care is just... It's it's such a, a wide term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a great term. But I really do want to find another word. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really up to you to figure out what it means. Yeah, you, totally. For each individual. It's like, um, I don't know, like all-encompassing soul vibe or something, which is really long <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot longer than the term self-care i guess yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and that's such a good life hack about the in- inward massage and- yeah
1: it's it's really great it's um it, it makes you more conscious yeah mm-hmm. totally of what's what's going on around you and also with that you know music and oh my god music has saved me you know mm-hmm. a million times over but yeah there's just so many things it's just Self care is basically just what makes you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what makes you feel good from a deep part of yourself. Right. Not on just the outside. Yeah, not just on the surface. And I feel when you can, like, feel the vibrations within you and your heart and your blood and your bones, that is true self care. Mm-hmm. You know, self care, if you had to ask me, self care is not going to yoga and then driving 50 miles an hour. To go to the grocery store go home and cook self-care if that were my situation self-care is going to yoga driving to the store at a nice speed <laughs> listening to some of my father's favorite music you know going to buy produce going home to prepare a nice meal yeah i mean i guess it's the same thing yeah, but just it just d- depends how you b- how feel yeah it. totally it's just how you feel about it i guess which i yeah it's pretty parallel yeah <laughs> um and then
0: on your instagram story videos there was one day where you were talking about your sobriety so how does that kind of play into your self-care
1: man totally so sometimes i feel guilty about saying the word sober and i've actually i've known somebody for a while my friend jen who i feel like i've connected through connected with through instagram Mm -hmm. just in the past few weeks Mm -hmm. um Jen, if you're listening to this, you mean a lot to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, She's so freaking funny. And I've only had a few encounters with her in life. But it's crazy what social media can do for you. Um, So I put something out there one day that just said, you know, I I feel kind of guilty about using the word sober. And she said to me, this is all through Instagram, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. She said, well, that doesn't make sense. You can use that word, basically. And this is a very rough draft in my head of what she said but it was just because somebody you can still call yourself sick if you have a cold mm-hmm. or I think she used a different term and you're still sick if you have cancer right but it's two different it's two different situation. things but you can still say I'm sick mm-hmm. I'm not coming from sobriety that I had an addiction right? I'm coming from this in a way that I went to better myself so she said to me she was like you can still use that word It's, it's okay you know mm-hmm and she um yeah it it really made me dwell on that for a while and I was like wow this is okay actually to use and now I feel more comfortable because of you Jen that's really good <laughs> yeah it's say. yeah it's it's great but um I come from this very recently though after my father passed I saw myself going down a deep dark hole really deep really fast emotionally mentally and i was just like i can't i can't do this yeah you know i'm everything that i'm into here juice organic you know vegan food like i can't i can't do this to myself i just can't so then one day i just went cold turkey i was like nope i'm not i'm not doing it anymore I, i don't need a cocktail i want to face all of these emotions that i'm you know slapped in the face with fully i don't i don't want to cover it up so yeah, it's it's been a, a, a weird journey. Some people don't believe you, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like, "No, I have a drink. It's fine." I'm like, right. "This is my choice." Like, and I feel it's also weird because some people think it's not as serious since I'm not coming from this with an addiction background necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely There's a stigma around it. There is. And it's sometimes it's kind of just not even talked about. Um, so yeah, I didn't have an addiction necessarily. I think I more so just had an addiction to covering up my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so it's crazy. And with that, uh Jen again also <laughs> said to me in a, a different conversation. She was like, and I'm going to relate this, this will all come full circle. But she said to me, She's like, you know, I used to think BCR was just a fancy juice shop and I realized only recently That it's not it's about so much more and i was like dang should i have done all of this like four years ago (laughs) like talked about all of this and brought the whole self-care thing out and stuff that i care about other than juice and i don't know these words that this this woman has has said to me have just resonated with me in a way that like i can feel the vibrations of the things that she has said and they are with me daily like every time I come in here, I organize the shelves and I'm looking at the self care products. I'm just like, dang, that is such an awesome thing that she said to me. Mm-hmm. Like it truly could make me cry. And all through Instagram that she said. All chat. through Instagram. <laughs> all through Instagram, all in the last month that I have started doing these videos. It's just, yeah, I've met so many cool people and, mm-hmm. you know people that I see daily that come in here that have shared little stories with me on grief and loss and their wellness journey and their sobriety it's just uh it's it's my it's it's beautiful it's yeah. mind-boggling it's crazy it makes me grateful and blessed and thankful
0: yeah and it brings <laughs> such a different layer to something that was not that it was just a business but people right, right now kind of understand that yeah. there's more to
1: it than yeah totally things. it's like my what beach is is a temple for me mm-hmm. my body is also a temple for me and i have brought forth what i do for myself that i was shy about and that i thought nobody would have an interest in i brought that actually into the brick and mortar shop here and it's it's just i wish i had actually done it so long ago you know but
0: that's okay yeah well, it's it happens the in the way that it's supposed to
1: totally oh god that's mm-hmm. the line <laughs> yeah. everything everything you know i feel kind of does happen for a reason and this was just the timing of it mm-hmm. and it's a uh, great timing and a great time <laughs> to be alive <laughs> great
0: okay well You've shared so much. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners?
1: Um. Oh my gosh. I feel like we just got started. <laughs> I'm sad that it's over. We can have another one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Um. Yeah. I'm just. I'm thankful for everybody that is supporting me and supporting you by listening to this as well. And I look forward to the year ahead and the many years ahead for BJR and what I can bring you as well as what everybody that, um, you know, supports speech are, what they can bring to me as well. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, it was so great to be on here and so nice to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Molly. I hope you were able to learn something new and maybe you have a new perspective on self-care and how it can really help with grief. And maybe you didn't know anything about Beet Jar and now you do, so if you haven't been to Beet Jar yet and you're in Cleveland, please go now. It is so good and if you're not in Cleveland but you somehow find yourself in Cleveland someday, trust me, you wanna go to Beet Jar. Get yourself a bravocado sandwich and a green juice and browse the apothecary section because she has a lot of cool things going on in there and if you weren't able to sign up for her self-care and grief guidance workshop don't worry i think it's going to be something that she does again so stay tuned for that well thank you molly so much again for joining me on the podcast and for sharing and being so vulnerable and thank you listeners for tuning in I can't wait to talk to you again next week. This is all I have for you. In the meantime, I'll see you on the internet and you can talk to me on Instagram and please consider leaving a review. Like I said before, it really, really helps and I would really appreciate it. All right, well, thank you again for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.